I'm talking to Linda Jack of the Grass Valley Historical Commission about the history in Nevada County of the African Methodist Episcopal Church. At its meeting tonight, the Grass Valley City Council will consider designating the former location of the AME Church on South Church Street in Grass Valley as a historic site. Linda, AME churches were built in both Grass Valley and Nevada City in the 1850s. How did these churches come to be established here? Well, I think the AME Church began moving westward in the late 1840s. And with the migration of Black people came Black churches. We don't have a lot of information about how these two churches were begun, except that probably uh, some group of local citizens decided to ask for a church to be established. Bishop Ward, who established these two churches, was in Sacramento and San Francisco both. So um, it probably was a grassroots request. And um, maybe they had 10 or 15 male members at the beginning and then uh, families as well. And how large was the Black community in Nevada County at that time? In 1855, our, one of our local people, uh, Dennis Drummond Carter, went to a, what they call the Colored Citizens Conventions in Sacramento. And he reported then there were 500 Black people in Nevada County. I think that's exaggerated. Um, I would guess it was closer to 300, 400 tops at any given time. But the population in the mining regions was very transient at the time. So um, with a 10 year lapse between census records, uh, it's really hard to know at any given time, but I would say several hundred. Mm -hmm. And what drew African-Americans to this area? Well, uh, many were bought enslaved, especially in Grass Valley, uh, the Kentucky Ridge mine up between Rough and Ready and Newtown was uh, operated by slave labor. And that owner of that mine brought about 35 to 40 enslaved people. There were, by my count, at least a dozen Southerners in Nevada County who brought slaves with them to California, even though California was a free state. Um, that's a longer story. But the others were uh, free Blacks from the North, that we had a lot of folks here from Philadelphia region, Pennsylvania, the border states, um, some were escaped slaves. So it was a combination of free and enslaved and formerly enslaved people. What role did the African Methodist Episcopal Church play in the community? Well, I think it was, um, I mean, California, even California was a very hostile environment for Black people. There were, uh, in the early years of the state, a lot of Southerners controlled the state legislature, disproportionate to their number in the community in the in the state. So there was a fugitive slave law. Um, blacks could not testify in a court if a white person was involved. Um, schools were segregated. Um, so it was a hostile environment, and I think people looked for a safe place to worship, to gather socially. And churches, the AME churches, were um, advocates for civil rights, for uh, the right to vote, access to public education, these testimony laws, and so forth. So 
They were, I think, a safe haven for people to congregate and be supported. Could you talk a little bit more about the church's connection to voting rights here in this area? Yeah, you know, Blacks, Native Americans, and Chinese could not vote in California. Well, pretty much anywhere in the country Mm -hmm. until Reconstruction. So um, that was a major goal for the Black communities uh, all over the country, but in California, to, to get the right to vote. And so members of the AME Church up here, uh, particularly Dennis Carter in Nevada City, went out and basically did a canvas in the whole county, way up into the little mining villages, to make a list of Black men that could be voters when the time came. Women, of course, were not considered at that time to be eligible to vote. And there was a tension between white suffragists and Black women about that issue, because uh, I think Black women felt, I mean, there were Black women suffragists for sure, but many Black women felt that getting the right for Black men to vote was so important Um, because you couldn't, in most communities, you couldn't serve on a jury, you couldn't serve on a school board, you couldn't uh, have any real run for office if you couldn't vote. The church was, the one in Grass Valley was erected in 1854, and that's on South Church Street. And then there was one that was built in Nevada City in 1858, I think, is that right? Yeah, it was later. Mm -hmm. And it It had some problems. It was uh, originally built, the lot it was built on back down to Oregon Ravine. And in a big storm, the original building uh, collapsed into the ravine. So that church had a more, a, a different kind of history because of the damages that it incurred, but it was rebuilt. Um, and it's on North, was on North Pine street. And what is there now? In, on North Pine Street, it's a home, a residential. It's a, I don't know the years, but it's a modern building, a modern home. On South Church Street, when the church sold off the property, it was subdivided into four homes. So those were built to be 1893, 1894. So they're Victorian buildings, but there are four of them on the lot that was originally had the church and the school. And do we know what happened to the church, like why it stopped functioning as a church? Um, I think the evidence just suggests that the population had declined during that Jim Crow era, the 1870s, 80s, 90s. It was a very hostile environment, including in California, which had you know the same issues as the rest of the country, although not the level of violence or terror. And I think what happened is uh, the younger people moved down to Sacramento, San Francisco, Stockton. There were railroad jobs then at that time later down in the Sacramento area. And so what I can see from looking at the census records was that the older people, many of them moved out of the area down to live with adult children, San Jose, for example. Um, And so I just think the number of people that were engaged dwindled and made the churches. I imagine there is still an AME church in Sacramento. There are, I think, more than one, yes. And there's one in Marysville that uh, was built around the same time, St. Bethel Church in Marysville. Mm -hmm. 
uh, it was built around the same time as our two, our first church up here, the Grass Valley Church. And there were very close ties uh, between the communities, the same clergy served those churches. And there were a lot of marriages between Marysville people and Grass Valley people. And the Bethel AME Church is the one that has um, traditionally done the Martin Luther King Day. Absolutely, right. Concert on KBMR. A wonderful experience. I hope it resumes this coming year. So what will this historic designation mean for the site in Grass Valley? Well, I think um, historically Nevada County has not recognized its African-American pioneers. Um, and the landmarks, the County Landmarks Commission is uh, currently very focused on identifying sites for unrepresented groups, not just blacks, but um, other groups as well. If approved by the city council tonight, this will be only the second landmark in the county for a black um, person or group or organization. The first was just approved in November. The Alexander, Preston Alexander home site in Nevada City was just approved by the Landmarks uh, Commission and the Board of Supervisors in November. So this will be the second. Um, and of course, South Church Street was home to lots of churches, as you might guess, mm-hmm. uh, many of which have been memorialized in one form or another. So I think this will just add to that cluster of churches. What will the designation actually mean? I imagine there'll be some kind of plaque or something to mark the... Right. Um, it, there's no... Um, because there are now four homes on the site, but I think it's very likely that the plaque will be across the street. Um, the opposite side of the street of the property is an elevated walkway, uh, which is a very popular walkway for people coming and going that I believe is the city has that right away. So we'll probably put the plaque over there. So when people read the plaque, they'll be looking down over the site uh, and maybe can then imagine it being a, you know, a one acre property with a church and a school on it. And why is this happening now? What brought this about at this particular time? Well, I've been researching the community for a long time, (laughs) but um, I think it just seemed like um, working with the Landmarks Commission once we really focused that these sites have not been remembered, that um, we began to talk about what sites might be memorable. Um, So I think the timing is partly Uh, just a culmination of a long research project, but also seems like the right time in our community to um, recognize the different people that contributed to our culture. So hopefully the church, um, because they had both a civil rights role and a social role and a religious role is a pretty good uh, institution to remember. Are there other sites that you would like to see memorialized in this way? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, I think there are other sites that could represent the broader community. For example, uh, there's a, I don't know if you know the Peabody Trail, Peabody Creek Trail over in uh, off Pleasant Street in Grass Valley. That property right in front of that on Pleasant Street was a large ranch, the Sabelle Ranch 
the Savelle family was a very early African-American family there. Um, so that's potential. There are other, I think, individual leaders in the community whose property could be recognized. But I think at this point, I'm just happy that we're uh, looking, hopefully having the church recognized. Could you talk a little bit about um, the, the history of the AME church? Um, a little bit. It was uh, founded in Philadelphia uh, at the end of the 18th century. Um, at that time, many white Protestant churches allowed Blacks to worship, the Methodists, for example. Um, but for the most part, they had to be segregated either in the gallery or behind at the end of the church, you know, at the back of the church. And there was an incident um, in St. I think it was St. George's uh, Methodist Church where black people were actually praying literally on their knees with white congregants and they were basically yanked up and told they had to go to the gallery to pray or leave. And they left. Um, they were members of something called the Pre-Africa Society, uh, sort of a social welfare group. And they decided to form their own church, uh, which they did. Um, they wanted to stay in the Methodist community. And so they formed the um, African Methodist Episcopal Church, which was the name of the Methodist Episcopal. Methodist Episcopal was the name of the church at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and so they formed their own. and. Um, it spread. There were plenty of other black churches that would form about that same time, uh, Baptist churches, for example. Um, and so if people have a chance to watch the PBS uh, program, The Black Church, uh, which ran in, uh, last week, but it, I'm sure is streaming on PBS, it gives a really good um, introduction to those early years. Do we have any photographs of the church in Grass Valley? Do we know what it looked like? Uh, no, uh, no, no photographs. I think um, the Cyril's Historical Library, which is the library of the Historical Society, has an amazing photograph collection. But I've pretty much gone through it. And the head of the director of the library, Pat Searles, has been also extremely good at spotting things for me. And um, there's not a lot of good photography of this community, none that I've found of the church or the school also in Nevada City. Um, and they were around long enough, you know, into the 1890s, so there was plenty of opportunity. But, you know, people photograph what they think is important at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I have, I do have some photographs of people who were in the churches, but very few of those. I'm sure they were very simple buildings, you know, just frame, wooden frame buildings, nothing fancy, I'm sure. <laughs>